0: This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. This is Randy Zuckerberg Means Business on Business Radio. Hi, everyone. Randy Zuckerberg here. Thanks for tuning in to SiriusXM 132 Business Radio. I'm excited to be coming to you yet again from my house, Uh, jealous that that Dan on the show before me actually got to be in the studio today. But today we're speaking about yet another... thing in an unprecedented year. This year has really been um, just one for the history books for many reasons, and public health and safety has never been more of a priority. While research in the development of a vaccine and finding a cure for COVID has remained at the forefront of everyone's minds, there is still a strong need to strive for a cure for many other health threats that men and women all over the world face every day. One of the most prevalent is breast cancer. October is a time to raise awareness for the cause. It is one that affects so many people throughout the globe all year round. Today, I'm excited to speak with a variety of guests, all working to bring awareness to this important cause in different ways. We'll also take a look at the future of what breast cancer care will look like. Today, we're starting off the show with our new weekly segment, Tech of Tomorrow, where we look at the future of business trends and what's coming next. I am thrilled to welcome to the show our first guest, Victoria Veladko, Senior Vice President of Mission at Susan Komen, the world's largest breast cancer organization. Victoria, thank you so much for joining me
1: today. Randy, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be coming to you from my home as well. (laughs) I I look forward to the day when we can actually
0: go to the office. Who would have thought, right, that we'd we'd be so excited to do that? Uh, Victoria, tell us about National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. How many years has this been going on? A little little history lesson.
1: So we've been working on raising awareness for breast cancer for over 40 years at Susan G. Komen. We were among the first organizations that evolved uh, to bring breast cancer out of the shadows and to ask people to act against breast cancer. If I had one wish for breast cancer awareness month is that would we we would rebrand it to be act against breast cancer month. We have raised awareness really well, not only here in the United States, but in many countries around the world. And so now it's time to get beyond just knowing about it to actually doing something about it. So that's what we'd like to do with uh, with this month through a combination of education and sharing actual personal stories of people who are going through a breast cancer journey, we want people to take action to do something about the disease. And that could be anything from getting involved in research to getting involved in public policy and advocacy, but also helping people who are going through breast cancer right now. And that's what Susan G. Komen does.
0: Mm, Thank you so much, Victoria. I'm curious, uh, how has the pandemic impacted breast cancer detections and treatments? Um, I I feel like, you know... uh, You have, on one hand, there's all this heightened awareness around public health. On the other hand, maybe people are scared to go into clinics and get checkups. So, what what are you seeing?
1: You are absolutely right. So, it's it's been a double-edged sword of good and bad. Let's start with the bad. Um, In the early days of the pandemic, we really didn't know what the impact would be to to people, let alone people in the vulnerable population, like those who are experiencing breast cancer. So, we came out and encouraged people to slow down their elective. Uh, medical needs like screening until we needed more. But what we found very quickly was that individuals who are choosing not to go into screening, we were now looking at what would be an increase in breast cancer deaths in a very short time. I think some of your callers or your listeners should have seen the report from the National Cancer Institute that's estimating up to 10,000 more deaths from both breast and colon cancer just because of the slowdown in screening. So now that we know more about COVID-19, we are strongly encouraging people to go back for their routine care. Hospitals have made enormous strides in providing a safe environment for us to do so. I'm going in for my mammogram in just two weeks. So it's important that we get back to care. But what we're saying as advocacy organizations and breast cancer and all cancers is cancer isn't canceled. So we need people to take care of their health, continue to go back to be to be treated and to seek the care they need. The other thing that we're strongly, strongly interested in is an innovative delivery methods for health care. And that's where technology comes in. So I can tell you more about that if you're ready. Absolutely. I'd love to hear more. Okay, I'd love to tell you more. So we're seeing an explosion of telemedicine, you know, people being able to connect to healthcare providers in unique ways, not just on the phone, but in video technology. Interesting, Coleman itself, we have gone to a fully remote work environment. We're one of the first large charities to make that decision, to take ourselves out of the offices and be able to deliver care anywhere in the world where we are. I'm calling you right now from Denver, Colorado, so we can be present for patients exactly where they are. The other thing that we're looking at is how do we deliver innovation in standards of therapy? Let's think about mammography. That's 1970s technology that (laughs) has seen improvements continually over the years, right? Like, we would love to get rid of that technology, but how do we make the experience better for people who go there and more effective so we can do things like reduce callbacks? Really important for where we are today. If someone is going to go into the medical setting in the middle of a pandemic, let's be sure we get it right the first time so they don't have to come back. That's where we're excited about things like artificial intelligence that can do things like help the technician know whether or not when they're positioning someone for a mammogram that they've got it right and can get the images right the first time. Then also help the radiologist when they're reading it. Better identify whether someone has a problem, again, so we can reduce those callbacks. So that's where technology is really important, not only today, but every day for someone facing breast cancer. How can we bring those innovations innovations to bear?
0: I love this. Victoria, you're completely speaking our language here on the show, talking about innovation. And um, it's fantastic. For anyone who's just joining us, I'm speaking with Victoria Velocco from Susan G. Komen, uh, the world's largest breast cancer organization. She's the senior VP of mission. Um, Victoria, I want to go back to one thing you mentioned. You mentioned that you were getting your own mammogram. And uh, first of all, I think it's so wonderful for you to to say that. um, You know, even I feel like Even, you know, a decade ago, people would have been hesitant to say that out loud. And I'm curious your thoughts on um, celebrities and influencers and people just being a little more public about their own experiences with their health and how that's affected the awareness.
1: You know, we do get a halo effect from celebrities talking about things in, in, in health, you know. But one thing that's really important is that when you are, when you hear about a celebrity going through a health issue, That you then take the next step to be educated about the facts, the real facts about the issue. So I'm going to talk about someone who was on the front cover of Time magazine that made the issue of having a genetic mutation, you know, in the public consciousness. And I'm talking about Angelina Jolie Mm -hmm. and the Brock gene, right? And it was great. Everyone, you know, was really interested in this idea of risk and family health history and how that was all connected to increase risk for breast cancer. But what people walked away with was, oh, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have a BRCA gene. That was not right. Everybody has a BRCA gene, and you'd be grateful because you have one because a person who has a working BRCA gene, that means they're being protected against breast cancer. What Angelina Jolie has is a gene that doesn't work, and that's why she's at higher risk. So it's really important when celebrities come out and raise, awareness, not my favorite word this month, but when they raise public consciousness about issues, that we take that next step and get the right education so we make right decisions about our health. Now, you know, things like genetic testing, um, It began with the idea of the BRCA, the breast cancer gene, Um, but now what we're finding out through new technologies is that there are a lot of other genes that make us more susceptible to cancers. That's why we need continued research to uncover those issues so we can better inform the public about making good decisions about their health
0: for sure. Now, I I love, you talked about uh, so many potential advances that where technology could come in. What do you think would surprise our listeners about areas where there have been a lot of advances and areas where there have not been advances?
1: Oh, definitely. Okay. So the, you know, the, the, the modalities of you know, getting beyond screening. There are a, There's a lot of research happening right now looking at can we detect cancers through things like a blood test or a saliva test. This would be the ultimate. You would never have to leave your house. We could send you a kit. You could spit into a tube and find out a lot of information about your health. We're doing research on that right now so we can give people a lot more information um, in a different way that's not so invasive or requires so much training to get that done. But that very same technology can also give us clues about how are you responding to therapies. It's really important. We need new technologies to understand is the treatment actually working for you, and if it's not, can we change the therapy so it works for you, uh, works for you better? So a lot of that stuff is going on right now. It sounds you know very Star Trekky, but it is it is happening right now. Where where we need a lot more research is in understanding why people who have done everything right. We as an organization, as a breast cancer organization, have often talked about the importance of early detection and early connection to care. But that's not the full story. There are many people who have been diagnosed with breast cancer, who have done everything right, have followed all those guidelines. But unfortunately, their breast cancer has outsmarted our current therapies, and they have gone on to metastasize. What that means is the breast cancer has now traveled to other parts of their body. And what that means is now is that breast cancer is incurable. Patients who are living with metastatic disease are on treatment for the rest of their lives. They will never be cured. And we need more research and more understanding about that in order to solve that issue. And that might be very surprising for listeners to hear that for all the work that we've done in breast cancer, this one piece of the puzzle remains unsolved, and we need a lot more research. There's been some estimates that of all of the research investments in the U.S., maybe less than 10 percent are going to solve this very important issue. So that might be shocking. You know, there's, that's the key. That's the key to solving breast cancer, so we definitely need more attention on that. For sure,
0: Victor, I'm, is there anything in, in this next wave of treatment that you've been uh, speaking about that you're particularly excited about, or anything for the future that that you particularly uh, feel enthusiastic about?
1: Well, in the time of COVID nineteen, we're all talking about vaccines, right? So that you know, I talked about that there's good and bad with what's happening with with COVID nineteen. Most of the bad, but some of the good, the small silver lining is this attention on the research process, on clinical trials and the hope and promise of immunotherapies. So um, in the past, breast cancer wasn't seen as a candidate for a lot of immunotherapies and vaccine development, but that's changing now as, as we're learning more. So when you see a lot of vaccine development, think about breast cancer. We're excited to see the promise of immunotherapies um, in our field, just like we are for COVID-19.
0: For sure. Victoria, this has been so wonderful speaking with you today. I'm just, I'm so grateful for the incredible work that you're doing on behalf of people around the globe. Where can people go to learn more about you, your work and and everything at Susan G. Common?
1: So a couple things I'll say, if anyone is ever concerned about breast cancer, you can talk to our oncology social workers at 866-GO-KOMEN, K-O-M-E-N. And you can learn everything about us and breast cancer on www.komen.org.
0: Fantastic. Thank you again. And uh, I agree with you. I look forward to the day that we can rebrand October to act against breast cancer instead of just uh, raising awareness for it. Thank you again for all your work. Stay safe and stay stay sane out there. <laughs>
1: yes, Thank you. And thank you so much for doing this series. It's really great. And I'm glad to be part of it.
0: Thank you. This has been our tech of tomorrow segment here on Randy Zuckerberg means business serious XM One Thirty Two business radio, uh, on tech of tomorrow. We look at the future of business trends and what's coming next. And wow. I know I learned so much, uh, it, at the start of our show today about the future of breast cancer treatment and how technology, artificial intelligence, machine learning, telemedicine can really, um, improve the quality of care and of,